Hello and welcome back to Gecko Dribbly Book. I don't know the book, but neither are you. And probably wondering why I said book instead of smart. Well, that's because we're in season three and I'm dedicating this entire season to the Mighty Squirrel, which is, if you don't know, my book. So yeah, I won't just be reading it at the end of the podcast. I will now be reading the whole thing. Well, not really the whole thing. I'm just going to read until chapter 5 of 19. Sorry, 18. Um, And, uh, yeah. Here goes chapter 1. Now, another thing that you'll see here is my evolution in my writing. Because, well, yeah, this is quite old. Chapter 1 was about, I wrote it like about what two years ago maybe a year ago and then my most recent chapter is actually just today chapter 18 let's get into the mighty squall one day a mighty squall was on a quest after leaving his home village to become the mightiest squall the mighty squall looked at his map looked at his map he looked at his map okay don't don't, don't even, right? <clears throat> the mighty squirrel looked at his map and looks up. Well, I think this is it, he said. A creaking sign read, the dark woods, beware. The mighty squirrel walked into the forest, picking up apples along the way. After a bit of walking, night fell. The mighty squirrel searched desperately for shelter. As he looked... He saw a flashing light in a cave. He was curious to see what was down there. He crawled through the hard stone and went twisting and turning. It was hard to get through, but soon the light became brighter and he entered a small room. In the corner of the room, he saw a long-limbed creature who stared at him in fear. The light almost instantly went from vibrant flashing colors to a more yellow light. The mighty squirrel looked at where the light emerged from, and it was an orb, not much bigger than a basketball, in the creature's hands. The mighty squirrel quickly drew his sword, the creature now shaking, but he noticed something. The yellow light had become red when he drew his sword. Curiously, he put it back in his sheath. The light turned yellow again. The squirrel put down the sheath, the sword intact. The light turned green now. He put his hands in the air, revealing his four-toed paws. The the light now turned an ocean blue. The squirrel looked at the creature and tilted his head. The creature did the same. What are you? The creature said. In a hoarse voice he had. The squirrel was confused. What's a Lufri? he said. The creature pointed at himself, tightly holding the orb. The squirrel then realizes the creature's name is Lufri. Mighty squirrel smiled. My best friend was called Lufri too, said the squirrel. The creature looked up and smiled. And that is chapter one. It's the end of chapter one. Pretty good chapter. 
So, uh, yeah, we just introduced ourselves to the protagonist and his soon-to-be best friend. But I don't want to spoil much. Let's get into chapter two. Also, do you like my reading voice? I feel like my reading voice is really good. Do you think it's good? I think it's wonderful. <clears throat> but anyway, chapter two. The mighty squall turned the once eerie room into a base of operations. Well, it, they don't have much, but it felt like home. The tall creature, also known as Lufri, is a faceless, cave-dwelling, eight-foot-tall creature with an orb that keeps the place lit and keeps him happy. The mighty squall heads out of the small and twisting tunnel that even, the, that even he has a hard time going through. I wonder how Lufri does this, he thought, as he emerged from the tunnel. After a bit of walking north, night fell. The mighty squall saw another squall on a low branch. He jumped on the branch. Hello, he said happily to her. No reply. Hello, he said again. The female squall turned. The mighty squall's heart dropped. He saw no soul in her eyes. He drew his sword and the female squall opened her mouth. Something fell out as it's as it slowly dripped into the moonlight. It was a deep scarlet drop. Run, she said. The mighty squall broke into a sprint, hearing quick footsteps behind him. The squall looked behind him and saw a creature similar to Lufri. He turned to face the creature and he sliced the air. And appearing out of nowhere, a cut of light propelled itself towards the creature, stunning it. Without a second thought, he ran towards the cave and jumped down the tunnel. Once he was in the room, he heaved a rock towards the tunnel, blocking it. His legs gave out. He fell. He looked up to see Lufri. Lufri told you not to go out at night time. The squall dropped his sword and fainted on the spot. And that's chapter two. How do you like it? Was it scary? Yes. Is the entire book scary? No. It actually gets quite wholesome. Especially at chapter 5. Chapter 5 is going to be a really interesting one. In fact, so interesting that you'll want to hear chapter 6, and then 7, and then 8, then 9, then 10. But enough of that. Let's get into chapter 3. <clears throat> Mighty Squirrel woke up. His vision going in and out of blur. Rufri stared at him, or at least pointed his head in the squall's direction. Lufri has been healing the squall, Lufri said in quite a happy voice. The squall looked down, seeing his sword, iconically named Acorn, hung on the wall, and a cup of some green liquid. Where is that creature? the mighty squall said, sitting up at the speed of light. Luffy's smile instantly broke. That creature, Luffy murmured. Uh, I don't know where that creature is, <laughs> Luffy said with an awkward laugh. The squirrel looked confused, but just went with it. Uh, Luffy needs more herbs, Pasquale. The squirrel quickly noticed a green leaf hanging from the homemade wooden cup. Okay, let's go then. The squirrel said enthusiastically. After collecting at least fifty or so herbs, 
from the nearby field and forest. Night struck. As they headed back, Lufri is strong, so he carried most of the plants. The squirrel's ears went up. Footsteps were hearing towards them. The squirrel drew his sword, but it was too late. The creature jumped on him from nowhere and knocked him down, stepping on his sword, preventing any attack. Now that the creature was in the open, the mighty squirrel could see the creature better. It had six limbs, three on each side. And the squirrel looked at Lufri, just in time to see Lufri's orb fuse with his chest. The creature looked at him in fear. Lufri started mutating. He became huge. His head became bigger and his crest formed on it. He stood on all forms, his forearms at least nine feet tall. He let out a roar that shook the ground, scaring both the creature and the squirrel. Lufri gave a swipe to the creature's head, seeing him flying to the ground. After turning back to normal and the orb coming back to Lufri's hand, he noticed the mighty squirrel fainted. He looked at the creature and heard it mutter, I'm gonna find you again, brother. End of part three. Oh my god, what a plot twist. So, uh, yes, Lufri is apparently the creature's brother. Isn't that cool? Isn't that interesting? That's very, very interesting. Uh, it's also kind of strange to think about. But, I mean, if you did recognize the hint that I s said about in chapter one, chapter two, sorry, when he looked behind him, he saw a creature similar to Lufri. Similar. Now, as you know, Lufri is bipedal, which basically means that he stands on two legs. However, this creature runs at full speed to the squirrel with six legs, three on each side. The thing is, why would he look similar to Lufri? Well, I just made a conspiracy against my own book, and that's because Lufri is his brother. That's why the squirrel said he looked similar. Boom. Anyway, chapter four. I'm cringe. Chapter four. Chapter four. The mighty squirrel woke up. He sat up slowly, already knowing what happened the previous night. Lufri came to greet him but stopped in his tracks as he went into the room that Lufri had recently dug out. The mighty squirrel was releasing an aura. An aura so dark that Lufri got frightened. It leaked out of the squirrel like a black gas. Squall looked at Luffy with pale eyes. I'm tired of this, Mighty Squall muttered. Of what? Luffy said, his voice shaking. Voice being saved. Luffy still stood at the entrance. How am I supposed to be the Mighty Squall? I can't even defend myself. Squall said sadly. Luffy was now in the room, enveloped by the mysterious aura. Go west for nine hours, muttered Luffy. The squirrel's ears went up. Go west for nine hours non-stop. You'll find a hut. An old fox lives there. She will train you. The mighty squirrel 
headed west towards the mountains. He had a bag with all the food and resources he would need. After five hours of walking, night struck. The mighty squire kept walking. Although he was cold, he needed to get to his destination. Soon he heard the creature's footsteps. You don't try hiding the fact that you're tailing someone now, do you? said the squirrel. Why should I? the creature said confidently from the shadows. The squirrel's aura started to release again. The creature jumped at the squirrel, but the squirrel dodged it and drew his sword. You can't hurt me with that pathetic sword, the creature said, suckling the squirrel. It's like a whirl. Yeah, I said that. Squirrel. It, I said, it said squirrel. Okay, squirrel. However you say it, squirrel, squirrel. I said it. A creature that climbs trees and apparently slays dragons with a sword called Acorn. He does not face any dragons. There's no spoiler. He doesn't. Was that a spoiler as well? Damn it. <coughs> I need to shut up. Said so, suckling the squirrel. <coughs> Instead of the normal blue electricity... His sword released a black electricity. The mighty squall slashed the air, and a black slice of lightning was sent hurtling towards the creature and sliced one of its arms off, leaving a burn mark on the creature's severed heart. The creature let out a screech that echoed through the forest as he ran off. Curse you, rodent! shrieked the creature as he ran off. The squall fell to his knees, his aura disappearing and his pale eyes going back to normal. He dropped his sword and looked at his hands. What is this power? The mighty squad said as he lay down in his makeshift camp. End of chapter four. Well, there you go. You, hi, did you not like that creature? Well, guess what? Me neither. And that's why I kind of make the mighty squirrel completely obliterate him. So, uh, that's cool. But anyway, let's get into the final chapter of this episode. An episode that has been 14 minutes long from just reading four chapters of my book. Let's get into chapter five. The squirrel looks around to see the whole forest in flames. A much bigger version of Luffy and his brother. The mighty squirrel still does not know that the creature is Luffy's brother. Fighting. With every step they take, the earth quakes. With every breath they took, a light breeze hit the squirrel. Then suddenly, Luffy's hit, and he falls over towards the squirrel. The mighty squirrel woke up with a jolt, the bright sun rays shining on his eyes. So it was a dream, said the mighty squirrel, although it felt quite real. He got up and packed his things. The mighty squirrel started walking again, resuming his nine hours of walking. After walking for another two hours, he finally reached the mountains. The hike was tough, it was cold and hard to breathe, but the mighty squirrel persisted. He was on the edge of giving up. He was thirsty and tired. But most of all, he was determined. The mighty squirrel thought he was hallucinating, but it was real. At the top of the biggest peak, he saw a hut. His determination leaked out of his body in his, the form of his aura. 
my power will grow stronger, and I will be the mighty squall. The squall said as he ran up the peak. The aura focusing on his legs made him feel no strain as he climbed. He approached the hut, but his body gave out. He fell onto the cold snow. He had footsteps coming towards him. He tried to get up, but he couldn't. A voice said, What on earth is a small squirrel like you doing up here? Said the voice. It picked up the squirrel and brought it the squirrel to his hut. It's hut. To the hut. The hut. It brought it to the hut. You know, the hut. <clears throat> and put him down on the blanket near I don't have much, but I hope you'll be all right, said the voice. The squirrel looked in time just to see the old fox putting a cup of water right beside him. Rest, said the fox. I know the reason you're here. You have a big day tomorrow. And with that, the squirrel slowly felt his consciousness fade away. And that's the end of chapter 5. In my opinion, this is basically the start of a very, very long training arc. But I'll leave that to episode... What now? What, uh, what episode is going to be? Episode 2, season 3. And I actually just got recently a message from... Uh, the Spotify podcaster thing that I use to record my podcast. And apparently, I've been making these for one year. So if you want to compare my current reading voice of how deep and mysterious it sounds, like an old storyteller, you know, just go back all the way to season one, episode one, when my voice wasn't even close to cracking. It was light, high, annoying, very annoying. I found I find it very annoying, but you might not, so go listen to that. <laughs> but anyway, this was Gecko W Book. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.